0: welcome to the hub crawl around to a podcast discussing all things disney i'm teg and i'm eric each episode we invite two
1: guests to bring a question and talk about one of our favorite things disney
0: well this week we want to welcome a community manager at dl weekly podcast and a haunted mansion i don't even think enthusiast is the proper word here (laughs) folks let's welcome alex back to the show welcome back alex
2: Hello. Thanks again for having me. You know, I'm like um, the ghost at the end of the Haunted Mansion. I'll just follow you home and keep returning. So uh, thanks again for inviting me on.
1: (laughs) Also joining us this week is a lifelong fan of all things Disney, former cast member and fellow mansion enthusiast and former uh, guest on
0: this show. It's Chris. (laughs) Thank
3: you for having me again. You guys can't get rid of me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a very Haunted Mansion themed show, folks. We've got Alex, who, of course, is a huge Haunted Mansion fan. We were just talking before the recording about how he has more merchandise than the stores at Disneyland in relation to the Haunted Mansion. And, of course, Chris, who was a former cast member at the Haunted Mansion. So, you know, you could take the girl out of the Haunted Mansion, but I don't think you could take the Haunted Mansion out of the girl. Right, Chris?
3: This is true. Yes, this is true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks, both of you, for joining
1: us. And let's start off with our first question from Teg.
0: I know we're going to have a lot of Haunted Mansion stuff tonight, so I went in a different direction. Maybe I shouldn't oh, have. Sure. But Disney Plus recently removed some shows and movies from the platform. Were there any titles that were removed that you were set to go? Or is there a show or a movie that would make you upset to see leave the platform if it didn't already leave the platform? I'm actually just surprised that they got rid of stuff on the platform. Uh, what do you think, Alex? What, do you, what would you be sad to leave or, or sad if it left or uh, sad that it did leave?
2: You know, I was very shocked to see a lot of things left, a lot of original content, too. I was really sad to see Prop Culture leave. That series was so fun to watch. It showed not only props from, like, your favorite movies, but also, like, how the props related to, like, behind the scenes of the movies and how they held up, you know, through storage and everything. So I especially love the Nightmare Before Christmas episode and the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids episode as well. But I would be very upset if they removed the Imagineering story or behind the attraction. Because uh, to be honest, I know Teg said this before on this podcast and DL Weekly, but I'm more of a Disney Parks fan than a Disney movie fan. So to be honest, I've always wanted to be an Imagineer. That's what I wanted to grow up as a kid. So the Imagineering story and behind the attraction really piqued my interest. And it'd be really sad to see it go. And I just really love watching how the Imagineers build from the ground up and take your favorite attraction and just go behind and how it was made. It's just amazing. And also it's my comfort show. I've honestly watched the Imagineering story probably six times all the way through. I just, whenever I'm in a bad mood, I just throw it on there and it just puts me in a better mood. So, um, what about you, Eric? It, you know, I, I,
1: I have to agree about the Imagineering story, but I, I mean, things that have left, there wasn't anything that I was particularly attached to. I mean, I watched the- I watched the Jeff Goldblum show. I watched prop culture. I liked them and I've rewatched them a little bit. And I, there's just so much content out there that I don't go back to that I enjoyed, but I don't need to see again. I'm sure it'll come back again in some form someday. Maybe, I don't know, but yeah, the Imagineering story I've, I'm in the same boat. I've watched, watched it so many times, but really only the first few episodes. I mean, the amazing shots of the building of Disneyland that I had never seen before that were so crisp and clean. Those are amazing. And then to see the story of, of the eras of the parks that I'm more familiar with. And I kind of, I kind of leave off after a little while. I mean, the last episode feels like kind of a hooray for Bob Iger episode, but (laughs) it's nice. I just sometimes don't go through all uh, the whole, the whole series, you know, (laughs) Chris, what, what do you miss?
3: So I second what Alex said. Prop culture, I was really sad to see that go. I recently re-watched it, and I really liked the Mary Poppins episode and the Tron episode. I would be really sad if Imagineering Story went away. If Behind the Attraction went anywhere, I would be very upset. Any of the original content, the original programming, I think should stick around. I also really like Howard, so I know it's Pride Month, the movie about Howard Ashman... I'd be very sad if that went away. Didn't.
1: So. Oh, oh, yeah. Wasn't they going to take it away and then they put it back?
3: Were they? I did not it know It was that. on
0: the cut list and everybody freaked out because uh, these shows disappeared right at the beginning of June. And they were like, how could you take a story about somebody in the LGBT community and axe his documentary at the beginning of Pride Month? And then Disney was like, "Uh, we'll keep it. Yeah. and But I agree. That's and a great
3: movie. His story is such an important one to tell and it would be so sad to see that gone. -hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, Tag. what about you? What were you thinking whenever you wrote this question? Oh,
0: man. It's tough because, you know, I thought that Disney, you know, we talked with Devin, who's been on this show uh, before. He works for Disney Plus and does some of the financials and he can kind of explain some of the business reasons for these things. And I kind of assumed that with streaming platforms like Disney, that Disney could just put everything out there and just leave it. And it didn't, you know, it doesn't cost them much other than the bandwidth, I would say in the storage space, but in talking with them about it, you know, it's, a lot of these things that have been created in the, recently the way they financially deal with it is it goes over time, so they they say oh we're gonna we're gonna spread out the cost of this over the next ten years or something. The reason they started doing this was basically to look better for their shareholders because they can if they write it off and take it off the platform, they can write it down as a loss and they can take it now, and they get like a, a i don't know some type of tax benefit for it is my understanding, so I always assumed that we would have all of the Disney stuff that is owned directly by Disney be on the platform forever. But that is obviously not the case. I was really sad with prop culture because I was hoping for a season two. I think that about a year ago when Teresa and I went and saw Becky Klein at a uh, event at the museum that's down there in Anaheim. She was hoping to get a prop culture season two because they have so much stuff in the archives. It would be really cool to do with that. Now things that are still on the platform that I'd be really upset if it left, obviously things like the Imagineering story, I think that, that was one thing that I was really worried that would go away, but I, I feel like that's hanging around for a while. Same thing with Behind the Attraction. But beyond that, WandaVision. I think WandaVision has been one of the strongest shows they've had, if you add that with uh, you know Star, uh, The Mandalorian, um, or any of the parks-related stuff. Because, again, like uh, Alex was saying, I'm kind of a parks fan first, so I want the parks stuff on the platform for as long as possible so let's let's just hope that they don't cut anymore and that it's made the round of cuts and it'll kind of just hang out for now but you know anybody listening to this who doesn't want things to leave go watch the things that you love because that's why they'll cut that stuff is they have uh, lower viewership i guess well that wraps up our first question let's go to alex for their question
2: all right. So, of course, it's my turn. So Haunted Mansion question it is. With the new Haunted Mansion movie being released in theaters next month, for all of you who don't know, it's going to be July 28th. What is something you want to see in the movie? Like specific Easter eggs, plot details, characters? What will make the best Haunted Mansion movie for you? I guess we'll start with Eric. All
1: right. I'd really like to see see nods like we had in Pirates, but uh, they can't be too naughty. Pirates one, especially did a great job. The dog was a super big reference, but like, if you've ever been on the ride, you're like, Oh, that was the dog from the ride. But most of the other things were just background things and scenes and vibes. And it, it pulled it off so well compared to what they could have done where they say, ah, ah, look, there's a guy in a casket saying, let me out, let me out. You know, I hope they don't do that sort of thing. The, Thing that I'd really hope that they do is is something that's even kind of a deep cut that doesn't completely come off right now, which is put a raven with uh, a glowing red eye in every single scene somewhere. <laughs> like we were supposed to get in the ride, and sometimes they're all there, and sometimes they're not. But that's one of those things that we, when you really get into, we st- start talking about mansion stuff and the story behind this and how it all developed. That great concept that the raven was the ghost host itself, like that. I love that idea. So putting something like that in there would be fun. Other than that, just surprise me. I'll I'll take anything. Chris?
3: Yeah, so um, I would like to see a movie that's in alignment with the tone and the feel of the attraction. What makes the attraction successful is that it's kind of, you know, it's got some of the silly parts, and then it's also got some of the spooky stuff. And I'd like to see a movie that's consistent in feel with that. I'd love to see you know characters that are compelling and have heart but yeah I mean like Eric I'm really open to something as long as it's decent to watch I mean I did like the Muppets Haunted Mansion so you know something along those lines would be I'd be fine with that as long as we don't get like the Eddie Murphy edition part two (laughs) uh Tag what about you what do you think well that's
0: kind of my answer is I just don't want it to suck You know, the original Haunted Mansion movie came out right after Pirates did, and Pirates was so good that I assumed that they would do the same treatment with the Haunted Mansion. And as anybody who's seen the Eddie Murphy version, that is not what happened. So I want something kind of along the lines of what you were saying, Eric. I want it to be like the first Pirates movie, where they have some little nods to things, but the story is really strong, uh, and it uses the things we know from the attraction To make it a good movie, it doesn't have to be, you know, they don't have to go over the top and all that stuff. They can just just make a good movie that uses those characters. I mean, the storyline for the attraction is already really good and strong. Just kind of bring that to the screen or do something slightly different with it. That's what I hope from this movie. I just don't want it to suck because it's such a popular franchise of, of, of an attraction, right? And I just feel like it did not get the movie it deserved previously and i wanted to get the movie it deserves all right alex i feel like you have a a grand vision here
2: right well i'm glad i'm last for this question also take i do not want it to suck as well (laughs) good i have really high hopes for this movie but i i'm also i don't know i want to see everything in this movie but i mean i don't want to say i'm spoiled or whatever but I, I want to see all the rooms in the Haunted Mansion somewhere in the movie. It doesn't have to do like a ride through mm-hmm. of it. But have you guys seen the trailer to it? The two trailers that they've released? Have yeah. um, I. Okay. The first one is pretty cool. You know, it was actually more kind of creepy and stuff. The second one had a lot of Easter eggs. I mean, you see like that, that chair that's in the endless hallway. You see like the night. You see the dueling ghosts, everything. It's just, I'm super excited. And I'm also really excited about... Expanding Madame Leota's character and figuring out how she ended up as the fortune teller, headless fortune teller in the room. So I'm just really excited. Also, Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm a huge fan of hers. Pretty much. I just want to see a lot of Haunted Mansion in it. I would also say, though, I they can't really do much worse than they did with the Eddie Murphy version. Just because they totally mixed up the formula in that. They went way too much Eddie Murphy slapstick comedy in that and didn't really have much of the Haunted Mansion plot and just the attraction detail in it. So like I said, I just want to see a lot of Haunted Mansion in it.
0: I think we'd all agree with that for sure. Yeah. Yes. We're all nodding on
1: screen, forgetting that this is a podcast. Yeah. I was doing it
0: too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We all like everybody's ideas this week. That is two <laughs> questions down, which means we've reached our halfway point. If you like what you're hearing and you'd like to support us, we don't have big fancy sponsors like uh, Squarespace or anybody like that.
0: Audible. I should listen
1: to Audible. There we go. That's a, that's a good one lately. It, so please head over to the hubcrawl.com slash support where you can support us directly. What you get in return is access to a fun community on discord where we all hang out and talk about the questions that we have here. Um, We always have a bonus question at the end of every show that only our patrons get to hear and you get to contribute to that. So you can, we'll put the question out ahead of time. You can answer that and let us know what you think. And we'll read your questions on the air here. So you can be part of our conversation. So head on over. It doesn't take a whole lot of cash to, Support us, so the slash
0: support. All right, well, time to get back to the questions. Eric, what's your question this week? Well, unlike Tag, I, I saw who was
1: here, and I said, well, we got to do a mansion question. I had something else <laughs> in mind that I really liked, and I have already forgotten it, so I can't even use it in another show <laughs> unless I think <laughs> of it again, but... Let's stick with the topic. What is your favorite resource on mansion lore? So book, YouTube, video, podcast, whatever you've listened to, Where? where what do you really like to recommend to people when you're trying to send them down the rabbit hole of mansion lore? Uh, Chris, kick us off here.
3: So I like the mansion episode of Behind the Attraction. In fact, a lot of what's in that episode is something that we learn our first day of cast member training at the mansion. I also like the deep dive that David at Fresh Baked did of the mansion. It's called like Secrets in History or something. That one was really good, really informative. Besides that, I don't really consume a whole lot of mansion specific content. Um, I do like to read about the Imagineers that worked on mansion, especially Yale Gracie. I think he's a super fascinating character and, I mean, his story is really interesting, and it's totally befitting of an Imagineer that worked on Mansion. But, yeah, besides that, I don't really consume Mansion-specific content. Uh, Tag, what about you?
0: Well, I saw this question, and I was like, oh, geez, because I I like – riding the attraction but i'm not like a huge like deep dive into the attraction stuff you know most of the stuff i've gotten is through tv shows youtube channels like just nothing specific just kind of like scattershot of when it happens to come up i know that i did at one time it was either me or my roommate owned i'm looking at my bookshelf right now because i i thought i might have had it but i think he might have taken it Mm -hmm. but i had a haunted mansion book that was like from the attraction to screen or something like that and it was about the movie and about the show (laughs) or about the attraction and i remember thinking that was really cool i never had a chance to sit and read the whole thing though but yeah also i guess you know if i need a mansion stuff of course i go to chris because she worked on the attraction she can always answer those type of questions potentially and alex of course like knows everything about the mansion and then of Teresa, who loves the mansion so between the three of you guys i feel like I have all the best resources straight from the source in some cases here. So what about you, Alex?
2: Saying how we have not converted you yet, Tag. You're just... Oh, man. Sort
0: of, I, it's a, a good trial. attraction. <laughs> I don't have anything against it. In fact, when I used to yeah. go, it was my favorite attraction to go on multiple times back to back because, like, the, the queue always goes so fast that it's it's a great re attraction. And I really enjoy it. It's just not something that, like, I go into all the history on. I don't even do that on attractions that I consider myself obsessed with, like Indiana Jones. Like, I don't I don't have anything for that either. So don't take it personal, Alex.
2: No, I won't. And it's also a pleasure talking with you, Chris. The fact that you were Thank a major cast member, that is, like, my dream is to with my job and just go work at the Haunted Mansion. So It was really
3: fun. It's a lot of fun.
2: So we should start our own Disneyland Haunted Mansion podcast. That'd be awesome. I'm
3: so down. I would be so down to talk about mansion all the time. Yes. All right, there you go. There you have it. Let's do it. <laughs>
2: but yeah, my go-to for Haunted Mansion lore would probably be um, the Doom Buggies podcast. Have you guys ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that podcast. It almost kind of, the layout kind of reminds me of DL Weekly too, because they have specific sections that they go through and it's really quite fun and i love how every time every halloween they have a halloween episode so that's like my go-to i love listening to it every month as far as like youtube i do like listening to offhand disney he does other attractions but he does a lot of haunted mansion related videos especially how it's tied into pirates of the caribbean and then also for like printed material i love reading the unofficial history of disney's haunted mansion and they also really plug that book on Doom buggies as well. But yeah, those are kind of my go-to for Haunted Mansion lore. So yeah. What about you, Eric? All right. Well, yeah. Doom buggies is,
1: has been around for a while. If I recall, like as a website before they started the podcast, I think, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, very big resource. I've read many of the books on the Haunted Mansion. My favorite is somewhat unsurprisingly to fans of the show. The, uh, the book Boundless Realm by Fox Nolte, who is somebody that I'm trying to get on the show. She's, she's interested. We haven't found a date yet. But yes, it, the reason that this is surprising to no one is because it's a, all about the Walt Disney World Haunted Mansion. And she even says that it's, this is a like a sequel to all of the great Disneyland Haunted Mansion books. So she's not trying to recreate any of that stuff. She's really getting into the details on the Magic Kingdom version which was built basically at the same time. A lot of the attraction, a lot of the, the animatronics were created at the same time, even though the ride opened way later, you know, with the magic kingdom, but the, she has facts in there that I've never, never heard of before things that I don't remember. Like there used to be a candle that would move through all of the windows. It's a different mansion in, in Walt Disney world. If you haven't seen it and it's a very Gothic style, uh, building but there's one face where a candle effect would move between the windows and then go down and move between move back uh, it it didn't work for long because I, I mean sure it was something they rigged up but that seems so cool and if facts like that are amazing she also writes about how they wanted to do the elevator for the stretching room there it's one of those things people say oh the, the magic kingdom stretching room isn't an actual elevator it stretches up instead of you stretch down they had they were trying to build that and for whatever reason they didn't it was probably because there's a swamp underneath the uh the magic kingdom but interesting Mm -hmm. that that was in the plans for a while where the mansion would have been drastically different just architecturally and you might never have noticed so really great facts a lot of extra stuff that you don't get from the All of the other books, which not that they all completely overlap. They all tell a slightly different story of the mansion. So they're all great to read. I'm a book guy. So that's that's kind of where where I tend to go. Well, I think that was another good round of discussion. Let's move on to Chris's question as our last one tonight.
3: Okay, so I I also had to prepare a mansion question with Alex in mind, of course. So our version of the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland is amazing. But if you could add to or change one thing about the Anaheim Haunted Mansion, what would it be? And Tag, I'm going to ask you first.
0: So... I had to think about this because I feel like it's almost a perfect attraction as it is. I mean, they've added some things recently that I think I wouldn't have even considered. I didn't ever really pay attention to that wall right before the loading zone where they've added, you know, April, September, I think is what uh, what the picture is there now. So that's like, I don't know. I just didn't even think about that. But I do notice that the one place it seems like they could really benefit from adding some stuff is... The loading area, and you really notice it when you go on Haunted Mansion Holiday because they actually have a whole, you know, thing built there with Hoogie Boogie and a bunch of the characters. But I feel like between that and you know, because because when it's in the normal thing, I think there's just some clouds or something that's projected there that that moves around slowly. But it's kind of just dark otherwise. And then even as you're going up the staircase to that first show scene. The left-hand wall is also just plain and black, so I feel like they could do something there. Even if they did, like, wallpaper or something, it would just give it a little more interest there. But that's about the only thing I can really think of for the Haunted Mansion, because otherwise I think it's a really great attraction as it is. What about you, Alex?
2: Yeah, I mean, you pretty much took the words out of my mouth there. Really, the only thing that I would change about our Haunted Mansion would be the loading area. Um, It's perfect when you walk through it, you know, like the changing portraits and the, the bus that move. And then you turn the corner, and then it's just kind of confusing because it's just black. And, I mean, you do have the new changing portrait. You do have the cat statue and the new wall they built there. But I feel like they need to have something kind of like – have you guys ever seen, like, videos for the Phantom Manor in Paris?
0: Yep. Been on it. So,
2: yeah. i've yes. has been on it. I mean, when you walk in the loading area, it's a, like a grand staircase, right, with, like, the bride there, the animatronic there. So, I mean, I feel like we need to have something kind of like that. And I mean, cause it just looks, looks boring right now. I mean, take said that with like the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay, you have all this excitement going on, all this color and stuff. And I just feel like we need something that transitions us into the mansion. So that's really the only thing I would change. What about you, Eric?
1: Yeah, that area. I, I completely agree with with you. Uh, and it, like that, as you head up the hill, you, if you look to the left and you look closely, you could see drywall tape lines, even though right. it's all black. The tape absorbs the black differently and you can see the lines like, come on, even during Haunted Mansion holiday where it's a little bit brighter, you can see it better at least at Walt Disney world that you've got the wallpaper that transitions into glowing eyes and it's amazing. So, but really I'm just agreeing with you. The thing that I, that I would really change is slow us down just a little bit. I know it's an Omni mover. It packs in real quick, but when you get up into the front doors, you're in that front atrium. They don't close the doors. They just half the time you get in there, the audio is almost done, and then you're shuffled into one of the one of the two elevators. So it, most of the people in that room aren't getting the show right from the start. Where they should have you all pack in, close the doors, start the audio, and they have the time because how many times have you come off those elevators and you're just you can't even get off because the room the Q is packed with people that are slowly forming a line. That's that really aggravates me. And it it happens somewhat at at Walt Disney World as well. But at least at Walt Disney World, they they tend to get everybody inside and close those doors, at giving you the full experience right from the start. And I, I really appreciate that. Chris, you've got some ideas. I'm sure you've worked it.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I think what you're describing, Eric, it's it's really a matter of At Disneyland, especially during the holiday overlay, it's efficiency. So cast members are really trying to be efficient and Mm -hmm. get as many people on as they can. But uh, my answer to this question was, I really do think that the exterior of our mansion is second to none. Out of all of the mansions that exist. I think ours is just, it's perfect for the land that it's in. It's in New Orleans Square. It's a mansion that looks like it's from the antebellum South. So it makes sense there. But I do think that the Walt Disney World version has something on ours, which is the extra scenes at the beginning. So at the beginning they have, you know, the room with the staircases and the study or library and they also have, you know, the hallway, the portrait of hallways that you ride through, which is interesting. I like the way ours is set up better in that regard, but I would like to see the staircase room. I think it's really cool, and it adds a lot to the attraction. So, yeah, that's my answer.
1: That that is a great room, and I'm glad. <laughs> I was very excited when they added that in Walt Disney World, and the the library with all uh, ghost writers, ghost writers, of course. Not Ghost Riders, that's a different, <laughs> very different thing.
0: What was that before, <laughs> Eric? I
1: Well, now I need to reread my, my favorite mansion book, because I can't remember what it was before. I, I don't think it was much of anything. It's a very small room, but it works very well. I think it was more of a staircase. Interesting. Because it, it, you're going up, and you see off to the side, it's, it's like an M.C. Escher room, but what's cool is... A, you, you see these staircases that are lit in a very surreal fashion with lighting around the edges. And you see these ghostly footprints light up and fade away as if someone is walking up these upside down stairs and up the regular stairs. And it, it's a really cool room that really sets the mood without it. It's bright because your eyes are still kind of adjusting to everything, but it gives you, you know, it gives you something right from the, right from the beginning
0: interesting yeah because i always thought that that seems like a i guess when you're on it now the way it is set up is it seems like it's a much bigger space than it is i guess maybe but because i i thought that that was just there from the beginning so i learned something new tonight there you go (laughs) well that does it for this episode of the hub crawl if you are a uh, patreon supporter stick around we have a bonus question coming up for you for everybody else we'd like to thank our guests well where can people find you do you have anything you want to plug anything like that chris how about you
3: well, I'm not plugging anything at the moment. Maybe in a few months, me and Alex will be plugging our mansion podcast. There
0: you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: oh, and Alex, uh, what, would, what
2: would you like to tell our crew here? Well, first of all, I would love to start a podcast with Chris. So you will heard it here first <laughs> if it does happen. And then also you can find me over at the uh, DL Weekly Discord. I'll try to be there more often now but i am the community manager there so if you're over there just stop by and say hi
0: yeah uh, alex has been doing a great job coming up with uh, some theme days and stuff for us always finding a bunch of history and stuff like that so it's uh i know that that stuff's like a ton of work so we all appreciate that if you want to get some disney history uh he does a great job over there so but for this podcast join us next time where we continue to talk all things disney thanks everyone